Everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today on the show we have Christine Kane. And actually, she's going to be on the show for the next couple of days as well. And Christine is talking to us about how important it is that we don't drift. A lot of times in life, we don't realize that we are drifting, that we are just kind of flowing through life, not really caring what we're doing, and pretty soon. We're in a place that we don't even realize that we're at. And we're like, we wake up and we're like, oh my gosh. It's almost like a person who's gained weight. I mean, including myself, I've been through this. You look up and you're like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? I was just this weight not too long ago. And now all of a sudden I'm this weight. And you know, no, no big deal or whatever. But in the grand scheme, you know, we've got to start really thinking about focusing on our goals, focusing on what it is that God has called us to do, focusing on first and foremost Jesus, so that we do not drift in our relationship with him, that we don't just put him on a shelf over here, but that we actually focus on him and that we're moving towards him and that we run the race that he has called us to run. Here's Christine. In Hebrews chapter two, the Bible says, therefore, you go, therefore, whenever there's a therefore, you ask what's it there for? And so therefore comes out of Hebrews chapter one, because I won't have time to read it all, we understand that Hebrews chapter one, just let me bring you up to speed, is a chapter, it's beautiful, actually ties in wonderful with the series that we're currently in as a church out of the book of Colossians. And it talks about the supremacy and the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. And you know what? We can never hear this enough as followers of Jesus that actually our whole sufficiency is in Him, that He is supreme. He is the name that is above every other name. He's defeated hell. He's defeated death. He's the name above every angel. He's the name that is above every sickness, every disease, every infirmity. There is a name that is above every other name, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. We've gathered here today, not because we're a bunch of socially dysfunctional morons that had nothing else to do on a Sunday, and we just sort of gathered together, and we're just hanging on to the rapture. No, we are here to live up the name of our mighty King, Jesus Christ, who is seated on the throne. He still reigns supreme over the universe. And Hebrews chapter one, the writer to the Hebrews, he's writing to a bunch of Jewish Christians who are being so persecuted for their faith. And it's great. I've been in the book of Hebrews all year because it reminds me very much, it could have been written right now in 2019 for the world in which you and I live in. It was a time when these Hebrew Christians were, were being persecuted, they were being marginalised, they were being ostracised, they had lost their property, they had lost their rights. Many of them had been uh, ostracised from their families. And in fact, there was the big fire of Rome and Nero was blaming the Christians. They were running and hiding in the catacombs because it was dangerous to be a Christian. It was likely to cost you your life. It certainly cost you everything else. And the days in which we are living in, you know what, it's not that cool to be a Christian. You and I live in a very secular 
a very humanistic and oftentimes atheistic, uh, pluralistic culture. You know, they say that we are postmodern, we are post-Christian, we are post, we're so posted, we've been posted into orbit. You know, we are post everything, but we're living in a time where it's not cool to be Christian. It's cool to be, it can be anything else you wanna be. You can go to Nirvana in a Tirana, eating a piranha, hugging a whale, kissing a rock, holding a tree, umming your way to nothing. It's wonderful as long as you do not follow a Judeo-Christian ethic. How could you be so kind of, you know, um, Christine, you know, how could you follow that kind of God? And how can you be so exclusive? And how can it be just, you know, so bigoted? And how can you be, and it's almost like there's a a real pushback uh, in culture against being a Christian. You can be anything else, but just being a Christian seems to be just not as popular in 2019 as it used to be in 1980 or 1990 or even the year 2000. And a lot of us are feeling that. We don't quite know how to put language around it, but there's this kind of pressure where you're just thinking it's not like it was. And church, let me remind you, we're not going back to Kansas. It's not going to be like that. If we read scripture, time is moving forward and we know that things are just gonna heat up even more. In the midst of that, you and I are called to bear witness to the truth. In the midst of that, you and I are called to exhibit the fruits of the Spirit, to be full of love, to be full of joy, to be full of peace, to be full of kindness, to be full of gentleness, to be full of long-suffering, to be full of goodness, to be full of self-control. Somehow, you and I are supposed to live in victory in the midst of a dark, chaotic, extremely divided culture and time in history. And you go, how do I do that? Well, the writer to the Hebrews is helping these Hebrew Christians understand that. He says, let's just remind ourselves of the supremacy of Christ. Let's just remind ourselves of the sufficiency of Christ. You were never meant to be cool enough. It doesn't matter how skinny your jeans are and how many tats you've got. You are not going to be cool enough to be able to cope with what's coming. But in Christ, you will be able to cope. In Christ, you will have victory. In Christ, you will have joy. In Christ, you will have peace. In Christ, you'll be able to do it. So the writer to the Hebrews is starting off going, let's just establish this. Our strength is in Christ. Our sufficiency is in Christ. The supremacy is in Christ. He says, therefore, therefore. I just got to the first word of my whole sermon. Therefore, (laughs) we must pay much closer. Everyone say much closer. (laughs) You all sound so American. (laughs) Much closer, much closer. (laughs) Everyone say much closer. Now you're sounding like an Australian, much closer. Okay, so this is how the Queen speaks English. We say, awesome. Everyone say, awesome. You sound very dignified for Charleston. I say, awesome. Okay, now say it like an American. Sailor. Much closer. That word much closer in the Greek is perisoteros prosochin. The reason I can say that is I'm Greek. And so I always laugh. I go, I know a little Greek because I'm little and I'm Greek. And so my mother would always say to me, if everything, if I was going to cross a street or I was going to do something that she perceived to be dangerous, she'd say, Christina, you've got to have much closer attention. Pay attention, not just pay attention. But there's such an urgency. If you could hear this in the Greek, I can hear it in the text. You've got to pay much closer attention. And church, we are in a season where we've got to pay 
much closer attention to the things that we have heard our historical Orthodox Christian faith, lest we drift. That's what the scripture says. That there are times when you don't just kind of zone out, but you pay a lot of attention. What is it that I've heard in terms of the Christian faith because I wanna make sure that I am rooted and grounded firmly in Christ, lest I drift. And the implication here is that drifting is the default setting for all of us. It really is. The only thing you have to do to drift in life, in any area of life, is simply just nothing. That's all you have to do, just nothing. In my marriage, I don't need to go and have an affair for our marriage to break up. We can drift from each other if I just simply do nothing and pay no attention to my marriage. My health and fitness can actually just basically be obliterated, not because I'm necessarily going to eat a whole bunch of Krispy Kreme donuts, but just I simply do nothing to look after my body or my health or my fitness in every area of life. I, I always say, you know, Greek men... Greek men grow beards so that they won't look like their mothers, or so they will look like their mothers, actually. So that's the whole point. And, and the reason I say that is the only thing I have to do to really look hairy in my face is like nothing. I'm sorry, men, that this is too much information at 11 a.m. But if I don't go and regularly wax, I know that's too much information for some of you, but if I don't, a poor Nick, if he wakes up in the morning to this face, but all you have to do is for you, whatever, in terms of your personal grooming to just go out of control is just nothing, nothing. See, sometimes we think, even as Christians, if we've been walking with the Lord for a while, we just think, well, you know, I'm not going back and doing anything really bad. I'm not sort of like going back to excessive drinking or, you know, going nightclubbing or committing immorality or whatever. And, and yet we can wake up at the end of the year and think, where have I landed with the Lord? And it's not that I did anything bad. I just didn't do anything. And before I know it, I've drifted. That was Christine Kane. And you can find that clip on YouTube, actually the entire talk. If you look under Christine Kane, do not drift. You can also find out more information about Christine at her website, which is christinecane.com. Well, I encourage you to come back tomorrow to hear part two of her message, and I will see you again tomorrow. And remember, always remember to go out and live your 320 life. Don't give up, don't give in, and trust God. Live that 320 life He has called you to live more than you can imagine. God bless you.